And the reality is, is the misconception that these methods can only be used by women who are well-educated um, or white is, is simply not true. This is Caring for Both, a curbside consult series by the American Association of Pro-Life Obstetricians and Gynecologists, where experts offer insights on what it means to provide evidence-based, life-affirming health care to both pregnant women and their preborn children. We upload new episodes every Thursday. I'm your host for today, Miriam Diallo. This is part two of a two-part conversation about fertility awareness and cycle charting with Dr. Marguerite Duane, board-certified family physician, fertility specialist, and executive director of Facts About Fertility. Dr. Duane, thank you so much for being here, and let's jump back into it. Uh, so in part one of this conversation, you gave a lot of really helpful info about what fertility awareness and cycle charting are and the role that they might play in a physician's practice and in a patient's life. Uh, You also recounted a really interesting anecdote about a couple that you yourself counseled. Uh, Just to recap that real quick, you know, the couple, they were trying to conceive, uh, but the woman was under the impression that she was suffering from recurring UTIs because for a few days uh, around the same time every month, she would notice discharge uh, and she and her partner would abstain during that period of time. Uh, because they thought she was infected. Um, When they asked you about that and you looked into it, uh, you ended up informing them that, in fact, she was not suffering from UTIs. Uh, What she thought was uh, abnormal discharge was actually perfectly normal cervical mucus that women uh, should notice around the same time in their menstrual cycle during their fertility window, the period of time that they're actually able to conceive. Um, And so it turns out that this couple was abstaining right at the moment that they should not be in order to get pregnant. Uh, And once they had that information, they were able to get pregnant right away. Uh, What that story highlighted to me was the importance of making sure that patients are educated about their own fertility and about their partner's fertility. Uh, And so my question is, are physicians equipped to offer this information to their patients? Uh, What do med schools teach them about fertility awareness and cycle charting? Miriam, thank you so much for that question. The, the, The simple answer is no. The overwhelming majority of medical professionals are not equipped to offer education about fertility awareness-based methods to their patients. Um, And the research bears that out. There was a study that was done in 2010 that was a survey of family physicians and OBGYNs, the leading specialties that provide women's health care. And they found that only 3 to 6% of OBGYNs and family physicians were familiar and knowledgeable with modern evidence-based fertility awareness methods. Three to 6%. Over 90% of medical professionals are not familiar and knowledgeable with these methods. I would dare say that it is the medical community, it is the physicians and the clinicians and their ignorance of these methods that has been the greatest rate-limiting step to the widespread adoption of these methods. Interestingly, that study I just quoted came out in 2010. That was the year that FACTS was founded. We founded FACTS in 2010 
with the primary purpose of educating our medical professional colleagues about the science supporting fertility awareness-based methods. As I've said, my goal is to take that 3 to 6% and make it 30 to 60%, or even better, 80 to 90%. Ultimately, when people ask me, what is your vision for facts? What is your long-term goal? My long-term goal for facts is that we wouldn't need to exist because this method would be regularly integrated into the medical school curriculum. The fact of the matter is, is that this, these, these methods and this information is not routinely integrated into the medical school curriculum. FACTS just published a study last year um, in the um, Issues in Law and Medicine that looked at what is currently taught in medical schools in the reproductive health curricula. And we found that many medical schools do not even mention fertility awareness-based methods. The overwhelming topics covered are hormonal birth control, long-acting reversible contraceptives, and even abortion is mentioned much more often. Fertility awareness-based methods were only mentioned 4% of the time. And when they were mentioned, they, what was most often mentioned were outdated methods and not the modern evidence-based methods or the methods with restorative reproductive techniques. And the reality is, is that medical professionals need to be aware of these methods in order to be able to offer these methods to patient. So FACTS aims to change them. FACTS offers uh, continuing medical education webinars that provide a nice introduction to these methods, but we also offer an elective to medical students. And in fact, FACTS was inspired by this elective that I taught to medical students at Georgetown. In 2010, we had nine students take an introductory course on these methods, and the students said, this was the most clinically relevant information I have learned. Um, I understand the female cycle more than I learned after my reproductive physiology curriculum. Why isn't this taught in every medical student in, in every medical school? And one student said, this is something every medical student should learn. And I thought, you're right. This is something every medical student should learn. So we took that small group class for nine first-year medical students at Georgetown and expanded it. A couple of years later, we started offering it at UT Southwestern. And then a few years after that, we were able to get Georgetown to approve it as an official fourth year elective in 2018. And after that, we would have two or three students sign up for this elective. And so from January of 2018 through June of 2020, we had 120 medical and nursing students take this elective in a two and a half year period of time. We were thrilled. But then the pandemic hit. In the spring of 2020, we are all very well familiar with that. And Georgetown sent an email to all fourth year electives saying we're canceling all fourth year electives. To which I responded, my elective is in in offered entirely online. And they were like, oh, well, we guess we can't cancel you. And I'm like, no, you will not cancel me. I will not be stopped from sharing the latest science of fertility awareness-based methods for female cycle tracking for women's health with my medical colleagues. And that next year, from 20, September 2020 to June of 2021, we had 225 students enroll in our elective. So in less than half the time, we nearly doubled the enrollment. It increased the year after to 272 students, and this year we reached over 300 medical students. The students love this course. 97% say they would recommend this course to their classmates. And the majority of students who take the class say they've heard it from their classmates. And the course is currently open and students can go and we open it to not only medical students, but nursing students and other health professional students. They can visit factsaboutfertility.org under learn more and apply for this elective. Now 
We offer it not only online, but we also do offer in-person learning opportunities. And so I'd encourage if you have listeners who are trained in fertility awareness-based methods, physicians and clinicians that offer these methods in practice and are interested in serving as preceptors to work with our students, we welcome you to join as well. The reality is, is most students don't learn about this in medical school. And unfortunately, most medical professionals don't learn about this um, in training. In fact, I'm going to share a story about uh, a colleague that I met when FACS was exhibiting at a conference. Our booth was positioned next to the booth for the American Association of Pro-Life OBGYNs. And I was talking with one of the OBGYNs who was staffing the APLOG booth about these methods. And he said, I've never in 20 years learned about these methods. Like, this is fascinating. He's like, is there information that I can learn? I said, absolutely. We have a continuing medical education course. It's an eight-part course that is approved for credit through the American Academy of Family Physicians. Each part is worth 16 credits and covers everything from fertility awareness-based methods for pregnancy prevention, um, tracking the female cycle to address infertility and recurrent miscarriage, uh, femtech and female cycle tracking, lifestyle and fertility, and the medical applications of fertility awareness-based methods. And the, this OBGYN, who'd been working for 20 to 30 years in the field, um, representing the APLAG, APLAG at this conference, signed up. I spoke to him at the conference this past year. He's like, this was fascinating. I learned so much that's enhanced the way that I care for women. We were so gratified to hear that. And so we encourage if you are a medical professional, a physician, a nurse practitioner, a midwife, and you yourself never learned about this in school, don't worry. It's not too late. You can still learn um, about these methods. And at FACTS, we really see the work that we're doing. The education that FACTS provides is foundational in nature. It really gives you that, that basic understanding so that you can begin to build. And if you're interested in learning more and really diving deeper, there are medical consultant programs that we can refer you to. But before you go there, we encourage you, learn the basics, build the solid foundation in fertility awareness and restorative reproductive medicine through the FACTS educational programs that we offer. You're certainly filling some gaps uh, at FACTS with, uh, in terms of the education that's provided. Um, I'm wondering, you know, given the, the, the lack of, of education that physicians are receiving in this area, what are some common misconceptions that you've heard about fertility awareness and cycle charting? Sure. So many misconceptions. Um, where do I begin in terms of the misconceptions when it comes to fertility awareness-based methods and cycle charting? I think I'll begin with who can do it. I think there's a, a major misconception that these methods really are only available to well-educated women, often white women. Um, and the reality is, is I've used these methods very successfully in Title X clinics and in um, community health centers in Washington, D.C., where we served in almost exclusively uninsured, low-income, non-English speaking patient population. These methods can be used in all women, regardless of literacy level, education, economic status, um, whatnot. So I think that's a major misconception. In fact, when I've exhibited at conferences before with facts, I've literally had people say to me, oh, well, that might, these methods might work well for your patients, but they won't work with my patient population. And my response is often, well, who are the patients that you work with? Well, I work with minorities, or I work with low income, or I work with women who may not have agency over when or when they don't have sex. And I'm like, well, isn't that a bigger issue that women don't have agency over their bodies? And if women can't say no to when they have sex, 
you know, that's a crime and we need to not be making it easier for that crime to be committed. We need to empower women with this information. Um, and I say to my patients, I, I often treat cycle charting and women's health um, management. Uh, it's a chronic condition. We live with our fertility. We live with the, our cycle from the time we go through menarche at 12 or 13 to the time we go through menopause, so 40 or 50 years, right? And I, I liken it to sometimes uh, other chronic issues like exercise or good nutrition, right? We can do a quick fix and um, take diet pills or have a surgery and but that doesn't help us in the long run. We need to learn to make these changes over time. Uh, as a family physician, I care for many patients with diabetes. You know, diabetes is a chronic condition that requires a multi, uh, a multi approach, right? Diet, exercise, nutrition, medication. Um, as a family physician, I'm not going to teach my patients how to track their blood sugars with uh, a glucose monitor. I'm going to refer them to a diabetic educator to learn how to track. Similarly, as a family physician, while I could treat women how to chart their cycle, my time is better spent using that cycle chart to address issues. So I'm going to work with fertility awareness educators to teach women. And the reality is, is the misconception that these methods can only be used by women who are well-educated um, or white um, is, is simply not true. You know, some women may require more time to learn. They may require more follow-up. They may, may require methods that have educational materials in their language or have more pictorially based educational materials. But the reality is, is that many, many women, if not all women, can learn to chart their cycle. In fact, and this gets to my next point, another misconception is with, with the effectiveness of these methods. Many people believe that fertility awareness-based methods are not effective. These methods have been shown to be effective in a wide range of populations. So with the Billings ovulation method, the highest quality study that was done was done in a population in India where fully 86% had less than a fifth grade education. The overwhelming majority of this patient population was impoverished, and yet they learned to use these methods effectively. With correct use, these methods were found to be 90% effective, and with typical use, these methods were found to be about 90% effective which is comparable to the hormonal birth control pill. So again, these methods can be used in women of any, uh, of any um, race or, or educational level or economic status. A second very common misconception when it comes to fertility awareness-based methods is that these methods are simply not effective. And that is simply wrong. Fertility awareness-based methods can be used effectively. In order to use fertility awareness-based methods effectively, it's important that women learn from trained instructors and better yet, couples learn together from trained instructors. It's important um, that they have their partner support. Fertility awareness-based methods are a shared responsibility. You know, the woman needs to identify the when that window of fertility is and together, you know, with her partner, they need to have a conversation about what their family planning goals are. And if their goal is to avoid pregnancy, they need to avoid most of these methods teach women to avoid sexual relations or genital contact during that fertile window. So she needs to have a partner that's going to be supportive of that because he needs to modify his behavior as well. So and then the couple needs to be motivated, right? So depending on how motivated a person is, is going to determine how effective their use of the method is. Again, the misconception that these methods are not effective, you know, if you look, if you do a Google search or you ask most people, most people would say that these methods fail 25% of the time. In fact, up until very recently, 
the Centers for Disease Control said that fertility awareness-based methods had a 24% failure rate. This failure rate was based on surveys of women um, done in uh, the late 90s and early 2000s. This was the National Survey for Family Growth, where they asked women what method of family planning they were using. They asked women um, whether or not they got pregnant. The authors of the study fully said that they assumed that some women would have gotten pregnant and had abortions and simply not told about that. So they adjusted for undercounting of abortion. And they quoted a single rate for all natural methods. And when they actually looked at the methods that women who were surveyed said they were using, fully 84% said they were using some sort of a calendar calculation method. The reality is is modern fertility awareness-based methods differ from the outdated rhythm method in that the rhythm method looked at the cycle lengths of previous cycles to try to to predict future fertility. With modern fertility awareness-based methods, women observe signs in real time, cervical mucus, basal body temperature, urinary hormones, to identify her potential fertility that day. So it's very, very different. Again, the CDC for the longest time quoted a 24% failure rate, and the majority of those women said that they were using some sort of a calendar calculation method, but they lumped all methods together. You can't lump all natural methods together and quote one rate. That would be akin to saying that the Marina IUD and the Depo-Provera shot and the progesterone mini pill, you know, combine all of those effectiveness rates together because they all contain progesterone. No, they work differently. Natural methods of family planning work differently. Effectiveness rates for modern fertility awareness-based methods can be found on our research uh, on our facts research page at factsaboutfertility.org. We recently published a study last year, Fertility Awareness-Based Methods for Family Planning Women's Health, where we quote the effectiveness rates of fertility awareness-based methods based on the highest quality studies. And it shows that with correct use, modern fertility awareness-based methods can be 95 to over 99% effectiveness. And with typical use, these methods can be 86 to 98% effective. That is, they have an unintended pregnancy rate of 2 to 14%. So again, these methods can be very effective um, and in many ways can be comparable to conventional forms of hormonal birth control without all of the side effects associated. So I think when it comes to misconceptions and fertility awareness-based methods, there are many. At FACTS, our focus is to share the science share the facts about fertility to basically refute many of these misconceptions and help our medical colleagues understand that these are effective methods of family planning. And these are ways of tracking the female cycle that can help women of all ages with all types of cycles more effectively address a wide range of women's health issues. And you've shared a bunch of the the different ways that you're able to share the science through the the various courses that you provide. Um, so I guess my my next question would be for for physicians who are hoping to close the gap in their education uh, on cycle charting, fertility awareness. What can they do? Where can they go to take advantage of the resources that Facts provides? Thank you so much for that question. To my medical colleagues. I encourage you, if you're interested in expanding your knowledge of fertility awareness and the various methods that are available, visit the factsaboutfertility.org website under Learn More. We have webinars that provide an introduction to fertility awareness-based methods and each of the modern methods that have effectiveness rates for family planning, including the Billings ovulation method, the Creighton model, the symptothermal method, the Marquette method, standard days and two-day method, and even the lactational amenorrhea method. We also have a webinar on the female cycle 
as a fifth vital sign, where we talk about the various methods that can be used, again, to address a wide range of issues, including Billings and Creighton and Marquette, as well as FEM and neo-fertility. These webinars are a one-hour introductory webinar. You can be, can be done on your own time or via live, and it's a wonderful introduction. If you really want to dive deep, we encourage you to check out our online CME course. Again, you can take one part or three parts or all eight parts to learn more. FAX also offers conferences, and this fall we'll be partnering with the Institute for Restorative Reproductive Medicine of America to offer a conference, Revitalizing Women's Healthcare. It will be held in Minneapolis, Minnesota on September 29th and 30th, and we encourage our colleagues to register and join us in person and meet with like-minded medical professionals who are passionate about sharing this information with their patients. FAX is also going to offer another virtual conference this year on Saturday, November 11th, again, where we're looking at the use of fertility awareness and restorative reproductive medicine across the reproductive life cycle. So we encourage our colleagues to join us there as well. Finally, I would encourage you to make these resources available to your patients. FACS offers patient education handouts, both in English and in Spanish. We offer our webinars, the facts about fertility explained for adults, and Know Your Body for Adolescents. The, those handouts are available for free. We also have a shared decision-making tool that allows you to discuss these methods with patients. And you're welcome to order those via our fax shop on our fax website. So again, we have many resources available. We encourage you to consider becoming a member of fax um, on our page and really just become engaged with our work. We're, we're delighted to be able to partner with you and we want to be able to support you as physicians and empower you with this information so you in turn can educate and engage and empower your patients with the knowledge of the female cycle and the value of tracking um, the female cycle for fertility awareness and women's health. Thank you so much, Dr. Duane. This is super helpful, uh, good resources for physicians who are interested in learning more. Uh, do you have any recommendations for patients or women and couples who are interested in learning more about FABMs? Yeah. Um, on the FACTS website, we have a directory for um, patients who are looking for physicians or educators that are trained in these methods. Um, and again, we offer educational handouts for patients and our webinar, The Facts About Fertility Explained, Choosing a Method. We offer the opportunity for you to learn about the various methods. And if you'd like to schedule a time to meet with one of our educators to discuss which method may be best for you, that's something we're planning on offering beginning this fall. Through our website, we do link to the various teaching methods, all of the evidence-based methods that I've currently cited, um, and we can help you connect to figure out what method would be best. Um, again, at FACS, our focus is on the medical professional community, uh, but we want to support you in supporting your patients, and so we do offer some resources for patients, but there are other excellent organizations out there like the Fertility Science Institute and Natural Womanhood that also offer information for patients interested in learning more about the female cycle and the value of charting it using fertility awareness-based methods. This is all really helpful information. Thank you so much, Dr. Duane. And I'll be sure to link uh, a lot of the, the resources that you mentioned in the description to this episode for easy access for our listeners. Thank you so much for joining us today and sharing all your insights. Thank you so much for having me. It was truly a delight. And a massive thank you to our listeners for joining us today. 
If you like this episode, be sure to give us a five-star rating and a review on whatever podcast app you're using to listen. If you have any topic requests, you can reach out to us on social media via the links in the description of this episode or via email at info at aaplog.org. If you're a medical professional interested in joining the AppLog community, we'd love to have you become a member by going to aaplog.org slash join. We exist to support your pro-life practice. We will see you next week. 